Hey friends, Pastor Chuck Blair here. Great to have you joining me this morning. And today we're, we're continuing on with our story. No, we're going to look at the, the descent here, the, the time leading up to the flood and, and what that can mean in our lives. And it's, it's not looking at it as a, this ancient story that's all about a, you know, a historically accurate thing. It's, it's a much bigger story than that. It's a story about us and our, and our spiritual lives and, and how we go through this process, sad as it may be, where, where floods come. They're just, they're just part of life. And, and we're talking about floods here that are sort of of our own making. Granted, a lot of floods are not, but we'll be talking about some floods that are. So how this, how this story gets started is, is the world starts to populate. And then there's this interesting line here. And here we're reading from, uh, from Genesis 6, verse, verse 2. Uh, the sons of God saw the daughters of humanity, and they were good, and they took wives for themselves among all those whom they chose. So it's this little line here. And so, so here's, here's the context. It's talking about the world being populated. The world starts to go out. Here are these, these people, men and women, start to marry off, and the world's population starts to grow. And it's interesting. That's part of the Bible. And what, well, what's, what's that all about? And again, this is within the context of knowing that a flood is coming. Well, one possible way to, to hold that to hold that out there is, is when we start to think of when we fall in love with our own thoughts, our own thoughts. So we go out there, we start to, you know, these idea of delusions that we talked about yesterday, how they just attract everything to them, and how even the good stuff, and here the good stuff are represented there by wives, even the good stuff starts to get somehow corrupted and married with this in a way that's that's not, that's just not healthy. So, so that's where I want to shift into the, the idea of cynicism here and, and how cynicism, what role can it play in our lives? And it's not a very good role. I think cynicism is one of the, you know, one of, I mean, you could call it one of the seven deadly sins in a certain sense, because cynicism is just spiritually deadly. It's just spiritually deadly. And it, it, um, Boy, if there's if there's a force we have to be careful of, that this has to be one of the top ones. So, so why is that? Why is why is cynicism so deadly? And this is what what I wanted to share with you. You know, one fact about cynicism, and it's not a fact that that most people really think about, and I need to remind myself of it a lot too. And it's it's this idea that one of the problems with cynicism is that cynicism is always right. Cynicism is always right. So if we have a cynical perspective out there on the world, we will be able to prove anything. We will be able to flip anything to prove our cynicism. And, and boy, I've just seen that. Ugh, I've just seen it over and over and over again. And I know I can do it. You know, something positive can happen and instantly in our mind starts going, yeah, but they really did that for this reason or they really did that for that or that isn't really helpful. And, and that just isn't the way to live. And, and that's that idea. Again, like we have our own particular ego need to be right. And then here's this event that happens. Again, talking about a marriage here. And we marry that event, this, this good part of this thing. But we marry it to this, this sort of this deluded part of ourselves, this cynical part of ourselves. And it's deadly because it's always right. You know, I, I know the, the, the cynics in my life, like, boy, everything ends up being deeply cynical. Everything gets explained in a certain way. Everything is a battle. Everything is war. And and folks, it's tiresome. It's tiresome. Like I, I saw a friend yesterday on, on social media, and they, they had published this beautiful thing. It was a little reminisce from um, 
from from Stephen Jobs, you know, sort of some of his insights at the end of his life, and and another person, um, you know, put down there as a comment, put put like, well, that's 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 nice, but it's poorly written and it's simplistic. And I'm like, oh, stop, 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 stop. You know, that just that doesn't go anywhere. Like, really, where does that go? So so if you find yourself cynical. And you do that kind of thing. What have you just proven? You know, what what have you proven to the other person? What have you shared of value with the other person? Is the world better because you managed to remind someone that, well, it could have been a little better written. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, I think we can do a lot better, a lot better than that. You know, really, we really have to call the question, you know, that because, again, folks, and I think we all probably have a little cynic in us somewhere with certain areas. And and just please, please, please remember that that cynical behavior, the challenge is it really will create its own complete way of seeing the world. So if you want a complete system for understanding something, you want a complete system where you will always have the right answer, where you always know exactly what's going on, choose cynicism because you'll always be right. <laughs> and people aren't cynical. Like they know enough to know they won't always be right. They'll know enough to have soft edges. They'll know enough that, that they just they just don't know. They just don't know. And that's the kind of humility I think God calls us to and that God can work with in very, very powerful ways. So that's that's the the, the thought for today, folks. And I hope that makes sense. And I, I hope it gets you to the point where, uh, where you, we live it enough that uh, maybe the cynic in us can die a little bit today. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a healthy thing? So, so with that, friends, what we're going to do now is now we're going to do our little meditation followed by a little prayer after the prayer. We're going to do a little blessing. We'll say hi to folks on social media. And just a quick reminder that tomorrow I will be joining you from the Ocean City Boardwalk, which will be super fun to do. So definitely looking forward to that tomorrow morning. All right, friends, let's get a little breath. line from scripture. Be still and know that I be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I be still and know that Be still and know. Be still and. Be still. Be. Our Father who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace and bring you home. Amen. So folks, just just wishing you all the best and and God bless. Have a great day. And uh, maybe today, maybe the cynic in all of us can just die a little bit. Take care.